VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. You're listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet, Danny? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. That's good enough for this show. Tonight, <laughs> Jester's hometown has its fair share of surprises. <laughs> the gentleman needs a paternity test and Caduceus teabags another NPC. With my guests, Liam O'Brien, Talison Jaffe, all that and more tonight on Talks Machina. Hit it, Chief. <laughs> find out we're back (laughs) welcome back everyone welcome esteemed panel of guests Uh, we have a lot of announcements to get through tonight so I'm gonna jump right in because I don't want a bunch of tweets tonight our sponsor is our friends at Ravenrook publishing oh yeah with them books they're back Uh, these people craft highly highly high quality disc-bound gaming notebooks, such as the one sitting next to me, right meow. Um, All of these are specifically designed for tabletop RPGs, which is pretty dope. Um, And they just launched a Kickstarter for the Far Travelers collection. Mm -hmm. That collection has a deluxe edition of the Mischief and Misadventure campaign diary, which I am rubbing against my body right now. And it's super popular, uh, as well as the new Far Traveler's Notebook, both featuring covers by who? Devin Rue. Devin Rue. Our friend, Rue. Devin Rue. Devin Rue. Who did our amazing official map. Wild Mount map, yeah. um, which if you guys don't have that yet, I think it's still available in the store, and the quality of that is incredible. Like, we it's have, gorgeous. it's absolutely right. gorgeous. Still waiting for mine. Oh, I, t- I took yours, okay. I took yours. Um, plus, Another thing about their Kickstarter, Kickstarters, all the reward tiers uh, are going to include a free Kickstarter exclusive Voyager's trunk, which is basically one of those blind box bundles of uh, related products and goodies and accessories. You can become a backer now at therookandtheraven.com slash critical role. 
before their Kickstarter campaign ends on September 20th. So there's about nine days left. About that. Yeah. And I, I see it. Good good I know. Numbers. I was like, well, hand that. Toss that You'll shit over. You'll give it back, right? Sure, maybe, sure. Because yeah, I was told happen. I could, I could I mean, go we're all told home a lot of with things. that. It's so dark this. and beautiful. And it now. is. It's, this. Yeah. it's really cool. You can. I, I <gasps> used one in uh, our last home game campaign Ooh. and kept all my notes in there. I was sort of the scribe, the good, the good D and D player who took the notes. You were and the Marisha. I was the Marisha right. because at the start of the next session, it was like, Brian, what happened last time? And I would go to my nice notebook and, you know, tell everyone what they did wrong the last game. Um, also, on sale now, we're doing our very first live show in New York City! Oh Yay! Join us, if you can, at the United Palace in Washington Heights on Thursday, October 4th. Tickets are available right now via Ticketmaster. You can check out details at critroll.com. Also, so many, so many big announcements. That theater is like covered in gold details. It's like the yeah, inside of, of of Gilmore's mind. That yeah. theater, it is beautiful. I can't wait to be inside pretty. that space. Oh man, I would love a VR game of the inside of Gilmore's mind. Wouldn't that be fun? Glad you ended that sentence that way. <laughs> the Herman's head joke and nothing was coming. Herman's the, head, deep pull. Deep pull. Deep pull. All the way back to gracious. I know. late 80s. Late 80s. Late 80s. Things happen. Uh, other big news our Twitch subs are live. Holy cow. It's live. Who knew? Check out our latest State of the Role video at critroll.com or on youtube.com slash critical role. Huge thanks to everybody for their support so far. It's been. Amazing, and there's emotes by Arsqueef. Oh wait, he's gone. He's I, on the other I, set. I know we moved him to the other set. <laughs> we keep moving him. I I, can't, I forgot we to bring him back. We need multiple Arsqueef pictures. I'm, 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 I'm a goth dad. Arth, I'm a goth dad uh, emote. Well, you are. Yeah, there's I'm a sure. goth, goth dad there's a goth dad emote. Do we have what? We have him, We normally have him in jail because he's a naughty boy. Right, right now, you've he's, got a, he's sitting in the crystal skull. He's right now. in the crystal skull. You've got a puma. You've got a Sam and Liam love mm -hmm. uh, icon. You've got Mercer's excited face. Uh, what else is in There's there? There's a submit one that's in there as well. I will. There's a stay turnt one too. Submit. Um, Where submit. is it? He just did it. I didn't see it. Yeah, oh, he did it. It was so. He's become so quick. Submit. The I, machine. I call that piece, by the way, my mind on my money, money on my mind. You the, do? Yeah, the piece and the. Yeah. The the gold with the thing, yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, people know what we're talking about later. Yeah. And a reminder if you want to watch Talks Mocking of VODs or Critical Role VODs on the weekends, you'll need to stay subscribed to either Geek and Sundry's Twitch or Alpha channels. Another new big one announcement our new show, Between the Sheets. Premieres next Monday, September 17th at twitch.tv slash critical role. Uh, VODs will be available on Wednesday, September 19th at youtube.com slash critical role. If you're a sub to our channel, you can watch that VOD in that 36 hour window. Um, I am super proud of this show. I'm gonna get emotional. I've been working on it day and night nonstop for weeks now. Um, yeah. Our first, <laughs> thank you, Our first episode features none other than the most interesting man in the room, even when he's outside, Talison Jaffe. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward, we had a lot of fun. At we least had I a lot recall of we had a lot of fun. We did, yeah, little, we, from what I remember, we had a lot of fun. I got a little weird by the end of that. Uh, <laughs> the show is gonna be awesome, but you're gonna learn a lot about, for the first season, learn a lot about these people that you think you know, but you don't. I, I and um, pictures out of photo albums for you. We went deep in the vault. 
Um, and uh, Taliesin's episode, I won't give you the exact runtime, but it's over an hour. We and we didn't even. I, I, we could have spent 20 hours. I could have kept going. Taliesin <laughs> is like an endless well of darkness and love and joy and so many bad things. So many bad things. I'm also excited just to see Brain you uh, conduct these interviews because I feel like, like we know the Brian that is talks machina, but like a slab of marble that uh, a sculptor has come and knocked away all the jokes about probation and mm-hmm. lack of father's love. We'd get to this. Pure, uh, straightforward, Brian. That's true. With no stay turned taint jokes. That's true. There's yeah. uh, between the sheets is you know no cards, no uh, no you know there's there's jokes. We we laugh, we tell funny things, but I I try to I try to stay out of the way and be a little bit more serious. Yeah, and well, uh, contrary to, to popular belief, you have a soul. I do, I do. Yeah, it's in there. Mm. Uh, contractually, can only come out at season breaks, you know? So we have to break it up that way. We can't air the show all week. Sure. Sweeps yeah. week. Sweeps week. Sweeps week. Sweeps yep, week. exactly. Sweeps week. <laughs> uh, we also announced, oh my God, the return of All Work, No Play. Holy shit. Whoa. Featuring our very own Liam Oberon and Damn. Sam Regal, Emmy Award winning. Uh, that show premieres at twitch.tv slash critical role on Friday, September 28th mm. at 7 Pacific. I have been on set for a few of the episodes so far, and holy shit, what's going to happen? So I, I, I don't know that anything like this has been done before. I don't know if the show is going to be good. I know we're having fun. It, it is fun. We'll find out what the show is yeah. in X amount of weeks. There's going to be a, a lot of... Our show, you should sit down with your own nice cocktail, you know, between the sheets. We teach you how to make cocktails. Relax, have a nice cocktail, learn something about people, be inspired. All work, no play. Have liquid nowhere near your mouth or it'll end up everywhere because it's absolute silliness and I'm so, so happy that we're doing we've, it. We've seen some things. We've seen some things. You've, you've <laughs> done some things. not have seen otherwise. You've done some things too. Mm-hmm. Um, also, also big, awesome, huge announcement uh, that's been going on for a few weeks is we're raising money for Sam's favorite charity, the Pab, Lo- Pab Love Foundation, which is dedicated towards ending childhood cancer through research funding and also improving the lives of children with cancer through the arts. Uh, you guys have heard us talk about it. There's a lot of details at curtroll.com and you can donate now at give.classy.org slash team herter, H-E-R-T-E-R. Um, already broken a lot of, they're having to add new sort of milestones and stuff, stretch goals because Everyone's been so generous in donating, so thank you guys for that, and please keep supporting them. We have the best audience. We do have the best audience. Yep. yep. We've been saying it for years. We've been trying to push them away and tell them not to love us anymore, and they just keep coming back, and we keep accepting it, and it feeds our endless need for validation that we never got from our parents. Without further ado, let us discuss episode 33 of Critical Role Campaign 2, The Ruby and the sapphire. Thanks. We're back. (laughs) A couple of crit roll stats for episode 33 from our friends at crit roll stats. That was an at symbol. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the first episode of campaign two to have no crits. Not a crit to be found. Mm-hmm. There was no 
combat, right? No combat. No combat. Okay. Not a lot of rolling. But did anyone get any natural 20s? Do we know that? That's not, that's a crit. That's a crit? Yeah, there were no natural 20s. No natural 20s? Oh man, I should just quit the show. Let's pack it up, guys. Got it wrong. Let's pack it in. Got it wrong. What kind of an ambassador for Dungeons and Dragons am I? Can I just say that... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I feel so, just personally, I don't care about anyone else's opinion, sad that Laura could not be here tonight because I personally, I don't you guys are on your own. I wanted to know what Laura thought about everything that happened on that last episode. We've all been wondering and yep. wondering. Why we yep. had her on. Yep, that's I why. I get it. I get it. So, like, I share your disappointment that I am not Laura Bailey. Mm-hmm. I look in the mirror most mornings and have that same disappointment. Yep. He's making a suit. It will eventually be okay. I just like, need one final piece. Yeah. I that know. got dark. Yeah. We, uh, Laura's not feeling well for anybody that missed our social media announcement and is wondering why <laughs> Liam's here. <sighs> it's because Laura's sick. Um, I think her body was finally like, take a break. Yeah, well, you take know, a break. When you have a kid, you start to um, like biochemically change on the inside. Mm-hmm. And both of them, poor Laura and Travis, are in that like four month period where you go from being a working, functional, charming adult into fucking Smeagol that happens in the first year of parenthood. They'll recover in time. Yeah, they'll be okay. We just need to be patient. Yeah. Um, I, too, was interested in hearing everything she had to say about all of that stuff. Um, She had so many good questions. She did. So many questions. Next time. Joining us, as always, Danny Carr, ladies and gentlemen. uh, Dressed like corner office goth. Danny Carr, are you sure that's not Elvira? I know. Who knows? Mm. Maybe. Close. <laughs> a lot of overlap. That's it, kid. I grew up on Elvira, man. I have nothing but love and respect. Yeah. Not surprised yeah, yeah. in the slightest. Nope. Um, grew up on Elvira, man. Oh, I even know her. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. Real name Cassandra. She's great. Yeah. I found yes. some I found some El- Elvira-themed uh, things in your closet. Yes, you did. Have you, oh my God, that fucking, have you, by the way, have you seen her movie? It's amazing. The Elvira, movie? The Elvira movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mistress of the Dark or whatever? Mm-hmm. What's oh, it yeah. about? Give me the elevator pitch. Uh, it's about 90 minutes. She has to, thank you. She has to move to the Midwest and wackiness, uh, wackiness ensues. Wackiness ensues, yeah. okay. So okay. it's, it's uh, goth and boob jokes, it's great. Oh, what more reminds me, yeah, it's reminds me of uh, our our technical director, Chief. His favorite movie is Barbed Wire with uh, oh, man. Pamela Anderson. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, that happened. He talks about that movie the way we talk about Elvira. <laughs> oh, now I feel bad. Thank you. Hey, guys, our next stat, <laughs> our next crit roll stat. If we go off the air, please let me know so I don't keep talking. <laughs> there were 16 spells cast this week. What? I really want Cassandra to be on our show, so now I'm like, oh. uh, give it time. Yes. Yeah. Give it time. 2019. <laughs> Another great thing about our community, they're very forgiving. Thanks. <laughs> our crew, not so much. Um, Sorry, Max. There were 16 spells cast this week. Ten of them were jesters. Were disguised self. Six of those by jester. Okay. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yep. yep. Um, of the eight sending messages, Jester has sent this campaign. Only her last one to the gentleman was under the 25-word limit. That was the first time? Well, there's a first for everything. There is. So mm-hmm. six times to cast Disguise Self from Jester? Mm-hmm. And two messages, was it two? Uh, no, it was, th- oh God, it was more messages. It was like three messages. Three messages. Because she's, she kept having to re-up. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. It was like she kept putting a quarter into the payphone in prison yeah. to try to call out. Yeah. Mm. 
It's like the thing where you're trying to send a it's telegram and counting out the words nowadays, but infamous. <clears throat> we'll let that go. Um, Famous. We have. I should think she did three sending messages three sending the whole sending thing. Messages. Yeah. So that's nine spells total so far. Did nine. she do anything else? Nine. Uh, she eight, quite a few. eight sending messages so far in the campaign. Only her last one to the gentleman was under the twenty-five. Wow. Correct. 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 Wow. Yeah. Disguise self was big this week. Mm. Yeah, we're a bunch of liars. <laughs> I mean, like sometimes I, my whole thought was sometimes you don't want to be the guy who's like nine feet tall in the theater. It felt it felt like the polite thing to do. I, I, it was less about about being worried about causing attention. It was more of like and literally this I was my my character was like, oh people are gonna want to see this show. I should get short. That I, was literally yeah, his thought process. I agree. I thought like they want to be the tall guy in the theater. This place is clearly gonna have a no shirts, no shoes, no service policy, and my, <laughs> yes. I am threadbare. So like I didn't need to disguise. Caleb needed to disguise himself, but he does look like shit. So yeah, he yeah, just changes clothes. Was there a lot? I didn't get as much chance to look through. I didn't get a chance to look through as much of the art as I usually do on the weekends. Was there a lot of cleaned up Caleb? Well, art? there was some naked art. Yeah, but that's the, stuff, that's the stuff I do make time for. Just I just remember one. I only remember two, one or two this time. Wow, it's not an exact science. I wonder if uh, how many times he'll find occasion to. I wonder if he'll. Did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy the idea of Caleb being of cleaned Caleb up, being or did clean? it feel... I mean, Caleb's state of cleanliness or dirtiness is Laura Bailey's call, not mine, so uh, I don't really have an opinion on it. Yeah, I bet she's got one at home right now. Mm. Uh, okay, our first question of the night from our lovely community comes from Shaytane. Excited. Shaytane? Shaytane. I think it's sure. Shaytane. 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 Shaytane asks, what were your character's feelings, both of you, and thoughts when going to the ocean? Do you want to start? Or I can. I start? You start. You're on the you're on the edge of the couch. I mean, the couch has two edges, but you're on one of them. Yes, dear. You were the edge lord tonight. Um, uh, well, Caleb's feelings about the ocean are wrapped up into the fact that he is out of the empire for the first time ever. So he's experimenting with feeling a little more at ease than he typically does. That changed as soon as they got into town because he wasn't expecting to see crowns guard uh, dotting the streets. But until that moment, he was like, okay, I'm not, all right, we're, we're out of the danger zone somewhat. It's, I guess it's possible that people I don't want to run into could be here, but highly unlikely. Hmm. So he started to relax. And then the ocean was that, hmm. but even beyond that, which is that something that he's, you know, he's not a one note caricature. He has uh, a lot of different conflicting feelings and to see the ocean for the first time ever in your life, or even a giant body of water, uh, I, I don't think that Caleb's seen anything like that. So. It was just a rare moment where all the things that weigh on him pretty heavily could kind of recede for a bit and he could allow himself something good for once. A moment of respite. Yeah. Was it Jester who said it's like fire but the opposite? Yes. <laughs> yeah. was, was that? Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah. She was really, she was doing really great this episode. She was. She had a really great episode. Yeah. <laughs> She'll be missed on this show. Sadly, we can't invite anyone back who cancels. Her replacement will be real good though. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Tom, um, can you just hold the gesture doll the whole time? So yeah, please give us here. a little gesture. Oh, yes, I <laughs> am yes, here. Hello. <laughs> hey. uh, your thoughts about the ocean I, from Caduceus's perspective? Uh, I'll, I'll say, like, I, I didn't actually see snowfall like appropriately until I was a teenager, and I remember very specifically Whoa. when I like went and saw. Angelino. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. live in LA. Like, if there is any snow, it happens while you're asleep, and it's a half centimeter of it, mm -hmm. and it's gone. Uh, so like the first time like that actually happened where I woke up in the morning and there was snow coming down from the from the sky 
was an intense experience. And I was like 14 at the time, so. Wow. That's cool. I was like, wow. And, and he's, yeah, I mean, for somebody who spends, who's, who's spent an awful lot of their life uh, in, a, in the place of thinking very, very hard about how large the universe is and his place within it, to be confronted with absolute proof of that was definitely a, a, uh, a wonderful feeling. He, yeah. was, he is going to be on a delighted high for quite a while. Of, of I, it, they'll be hard pressed to get him away from the ocean for a while. He's, he's oh, that's awesome. It, yeah, on a on a past. Uh, hang on a second, Brian. Yeah, please. On a past episode when Sam and I were here together last, we talked about how much we tend to think about this stuff when we're not here. So, and, so, so Tumblr told me yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, but carry on. Okay, but uh, do we all go on Tumblr and look at all this? I fucking yes. love Tumblr. I, well, I Tumblr's the place I go to feel good. Topic entirely. I, I, I go is. for comic book art, really, almost exclusively. But yeah. I go, I go for the real dirty, sexy stuff. Am I, I the? I can't be. Danny, do you? Lots and lots of reasons. I go primarily for <laughs> art. My experience of Tumblr is like art, art. Giant penis! Art. <laughs> mm-hmm. Art. That person hates me! Art. Art. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's like nice. Art. Art. Like so, high school girl there. as I'm scrolling <laughs> and collecting art, <laughs> as I'm scrolling through and collecting art, I occasionally get a bizarre detail because your eyes just take in yeah. what they take. Yeah. Uh, but you guys were saying the last time you were on the show. You were um, last week. Oh, just how much Sam and I, and I'm sure we're not the only ones, think about this stuff. And I've literally been thinking about, like, my alter ego self seeing the ocean for the first time oh, yeah. and what that irrationally meant to him. Like there's no, there's no like, oh, this means this and this. He had nothing like that, but just how, uh, how much it affected him. Sure. But that guy, Caleb, doesn't exist. I mean, yes, he does. He exists right no, here. Metatextually, certainly. I, I, I get that. I get the, the, the notion don't, of these metatextual. Don't hurt metatextual Danny and I with this. I'm a, I'm, I'm a convert. You're preaching to the choir, but have you, Liam, have you, next you're going to tell me that Vax read, doesn't exist. Have you read or, 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 or listen to that? Doesn't, he doesn't anymore, Danny. <laughs> to noise? I'm kidding. No, that's not nothing like that. What's signal to noise? Signal to noise is it's it's his Neil Gaiman book, I believe, and it's all about novel or graphic novel. Okay, I'll find it for you. It's it's all about fictional people. And how they exist inside a driver's head. It's quite nice. I, that, that kind of feels like required reading yeah, at this it's point. It's really good. It's also mm. a really good radio play. It might just be a radio play. I'll have to look it up. I, right now, the chat is telling me what is I'm. Is it on Audible? Probably. Twitter, tell me in an hour and a half. Perfect. <laughs> cool. And. Okay. They're on a 30 second delay, so an hour and 29 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. They'll know. <laughs> Twitter will know. Sure. Uh, Liam, yes. sort of a follow up to that previous question about the ocean from random. Uh, answers for random questions. The vast infinity of the dodecahedron scared Caleb, but the vast infinity of the ocean comforted him. Is this because he was used to it after studying the beacon for so long, or is there another reason? Um, Yeah, I I definitely think that the beacon helped him process that in advance, because he'd been landlocked his whole life, and none of them have experienced what the dodecahedron offers a glimpse into. So I think the ocean might have been more of a freak out. Maybe he wouldn't have gone in if he hadn't seen uh, multiple versions of himself all in a row. Mm. Um, I don't know that he found it comforting. I, I think I think he, this is such an acid trip thing. I think that he was like interfacing with existence and, and again confirming to himself that the universe is wide and vast and complicated and there is a hidden, uh, logic to it all that if you search for, you maybe can find. Mm. 
it was just like seeing his heart's desire splayed into an abstract form in front of him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's That's just like sentiment, the though. three of us looking at the ocean. Anyone looking yeah. at the ocean. The ocean is... It's a place for reflection. It's a yeah. place of sort of being in wonder of the chemistry of nature. That's right. It's fully, yeah. in the full sense of the word, awe-inspiring because we are so little. Yeah. We are so insignificant in the face of the universe. Douglas Adams, you see, it's the, it's the place where three elements, it's the sky, the earth, and the water all meet. It's this place of perfect junction. My dad used to tell me a, a little, um, you know, vignette about the footprints on the, on the beach. Have you guys ever heard that one about, you know, when there was only one set of footprints? Yes, <clears> it was because, it was because we left you in the car. <laughs> Uh, I was really looking forward. I was, was looking forward to that walk. Allison, wait, wait, wait. One, one last pseudo serious thought please, on that, please. And that is, I, I remember going to the beach as a kid mm. and seeing the ocean. And at that age, I think before my brain had had time to mature and, and reflect on things, it, it was all about just like jumping in the waves and exploring and being like a young animal on planet Earth. Mm. But now when I take my own kids to the ocean, like they're doing what I did when I was six and seven, going, come on, dad, jump in the water, jump in the water. And I just, my mind is just expanding and I just go glassy-eyed and stare because it's so big. I have a photograph that I need to find. I, it's, it, was a, it was several years ago at Travis's birthday party that we did at the beach where we got arrested by the cops for I went down, Oh, you're just gonna come out and say it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that happened. I was gonna hint at it. But <laughs> your your kids were there. Yeah. And Liam, best dad ever, goes out into the water and covers himself with all of these strings of kelp or whatever and seaweed and all this stuff. And he comes out of the, his kids are standing there, he comes out of the water, ah, like the sea monster and chasing them and they were just laughing hysterically and all of us are sitting there just like, what a great dad. He just, you, you looked, I have a picture of you coming out of the water with all this stuff. I'll try and find it. And a lot of good memories from that day. That, you getting arrested, mm -hmm. everyone, not arrested. We got fine. cited. Uh, Ashley got attacked by a large flying mm -hmm. bug that day. Mm -hmm. Really, it was the police, though. It was the, the, the police, main thing. The Baywatch Nights police yeah. on the, uh, yeah, speaking of people's favorite shows, Max Jenga, Baywatch Nights. Um, Taliesin. Yeah. <laughs> CD88 has the question. Uh, it's been a few weeks since the Mighty Nine joined up with Caduce. Wait. Clarify something for me, because when you first said, you said it's Caduceus, but then Thursday night you said Caduceus? Yeah, I was tired. Okay. It's Pejor. So yeah, we want, it's, we want Caduceus. A Caduceus. Okay. Yeah, however it's spelled is the correct way. I understand. I get, I get, I get, I occasionally roll in really tired. Yeah. So. I know. I didn't, I didn't learn how to spell my own name until I was like nine. It's bad. I still have trouble yeah, spelling it. still working name. on it. Yeah. Uh, it's been a few weeks, Taliesin, since the Mighty Nine joined up with Caduceus. How does he feel about his traveling companions? Is there any Anyone he's particularly fond of? Um, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say he's, I mean, he's fond of all of them. He thinks they're great. He really likes them. <laughs> um, I mean, he doesn't have an awful lot of people to compare them to. That's true. The list of people he's interacted with in his life is short. It's a list I'm making right now so Matt doesn't kill me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think I think he really I think he really likes Jester. I think he gets Jester. I, I think he I fe he feels like he really gets Jester, um, and I, I, I he I, I would say if he had to pick one, that would be the one that he so far is just because 
I think he feels that she's the easiest book to read mm. at this point, although he's got deep opinions on all of them. Interesting. I feel like Caduceus is such a tough read, so tough, tough to understand. Read? Yeah. Like, so. What he's not are tough you? To read. He's not tough to understand. Uh, well, then maybe maybe I, Caleb is trying to overcomplicate I mean, what like, he I, is. I could well, I could give you I could give you my my like quick rundown of of like it's 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 if Please. like if it's the dude and yeah. uh, and Alan Watts had a baby, and left him in the jungle. Oh. oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Caleb doesn't know any of that. No. Uh, yeah. No. It's it's. I mean, like I, I, f- I feel like I'm really proud of everything that happened in the lighthouse. I felt the lighthouse was like the most Caduceus I could probably help. That seemed like an interesting insight into his personality. Yeah. No. He's just he he knows what he knows and he doesn't know a lot and he knows he doesn't know a lot but knows that doesn't matter. So yeah. It's fine. That's a that's a yeah. wonderful statement. Um, <laughs> Liam, your Go. name is spelled Ta Lai Sin. Uh, so Ta like your Irish going Ta Ta Lai mm-hmm. Duh Sin Double Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Yep, makes sense. Got it. We now know the word, the letters that are in Talson's name. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Liam. Yes. yes Distracts people from the fact I don't know what I'm saying with an answer to this question from. Chaotic Rogue. Aww. Uh, you said, huh? It me. It me. You said Caleb had some thoughts about Jester's household from what she told him. Have those thoughts changed now that he's met the Ruby? Uh, too early to say. Okay. Um, a lot of people have tweeted me about this too. I, I don't think Caleb assumed that Jester's mom was evil. Uh, it just didn't sound like a great childhood. Mm. Um, my parents split Liam when I, when I was five. Yeah. And I immediately began seeing my dad a lot less than I wish I did. I love my dad, have a great relationship with him. But when I was a kid, like, I wanted more, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't mean my dad was evil. It just meant that I wished I saw my dad more when I was a kid. Yeah. You know, on the weekdays, school days. So she's, she seemed very charming and, and beguiling, and, and it made sense why she, why she was such a, a renowned character in the realm. But it's, I mean, everything that Jester talks about still doesn't sound great. Caleb, I think, still feels uh, on some level sad that she had to go through that. Yeah. To have that kind of experience. Yeah, it's, I it's, Nobody's evil, it's just life is life and hard. And it seemed, he liked seeing that, uh, that Jester's mother obviously loves her very much. And still, it's like, eh, I, I wish that you had gotten more of her. Mm, interesting. That's, all. That's pretty simple. Yeah. It's an interesting thought. I, I, I love hearing your perspective because Caleb's thoughts towards other people are always so much more kind than the thoughts he has about himself. And we've talked about that on the show. <clears throat> and I know that it's part of the arc of that character, but. It's always interesting to hear your perspective about his thoughts on everyone else. And something I think I've become cognizant as I've, as we've sat in these skins um, uh, since the start of this campaign is Caleb is often thinking about thinking, ah, this would be th- what life was like if I wasn't terrible. Mm. Like if I didn't have the weight that's on my shoulders, I could fully engage with this, or I could commiserate, or I could try to comfort Jester. Or I could under, I, I could I could enjoy the beach fully. Oh, but that's not what my life is like. I'm terrible. Wow. So like it's constantly. Except of course that's exactly what his life is like. Exactly. That's what he's actually experiencing, but he's not ready for right, that. Right. But yeah. he's living. He the ain't past. there yet. He's yeah. living in the past. Yeah. He's not there. Maybe he'll get there. Maybe wow. he'll get there. 
Yeah, he's able to be somewhere but still not be fully present because. Yeah, it's it's getting to know the nine as much as he has. He's like right up there, and the glass is still there. But it's like this is just like real life. Mm-hmm. But the glass is still there. Yeah, that's what it feels like. My man, Marvin, Gang. a day, a day, A.K.A. Meatloaf mm. says objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. It's a great song if you have 20 minutes. <laughs> Talison, Cyberwolf1201 asks, yeah. what does, hey, and a great music video directed by Michael Bay. I'm just saying, Michael Bay got to start directing Meatloaf music videos, and that's not a joke. Mm. I love Meatloaf. Anyways. Me too. Talison. Yeah. Stop yeah, whatever you're about to say, because it'll insult me. I'm not going any further. For you won't do that. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas, like seven years ago, Laura Bailey got me a guitar string uh, n- bracelet. It's an actual guitar string that Meatloaf played on a tour, and she bought it on this charity thing, and she gave it to me. That's someone who knows me and loves me. I know she's watching, making up for the things I said earlier. Talison, <laughs> what does Caduceus think of Bo's and Jester's pets? Does he intend to help train and befriend the pets, or is he fine letting the owners do whatever it is they're doing? I I don't think he understands the entire nature of that relationship and what it entails. I I don't think the relationship between between, them and the pets. Yeah, like I don't I don't think it's really occurred to him what that relationship is. I think he just is now aware that we have uh, an owl and a ferret and a dog <laughs> hanging out with us. Okay. I think if we got another person in the party, he would have the same, like, cool, right. another. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's really <laughs> absorbed the hierarchy issue uh-huh, there, uh-huh. especially since, again, you live in you live in the woods long enough, I'm, he's he has relationships with animals all the time, so this is now. Say, was he yeah. not exposed to animals in the, the in the graveyard, not well, so much Well, and like, he can communicate with them. He, he's, he's used to communicating with any living thing, and this is just three new living things to communicate with. Oh, yeah. Are you guys traveling with us? Yeah, that's, that's great. Cool. They're with us now. That's cool. I'm just cool. imagining Caduceus like giving the owl a knife, like y'all yeah. gave to Kiri, and just like, go. When is your initiative? Yeah. Yeah. Like, something. Like oh yeah, that. no, it's definitely like like, and I, he, I think he likes the owl best so far. If someone ever yeah. took the owl yeah. or the owl, the yeah. If someone ever took the owl or the owl flew away, you know, I feel like Caduceus would be like, that owl really tied the group together. <laughs> <He> might- <laughs> Party, man. Professor Thaddeus. Some new oh, shit. Really You're not privy to this new shit, man. <laughs> um, uh, for both of you, Cheesy Puffer. I love that name because oh, it so makes good. me think of Cheesy Puffs, the things I eat before I talk shit to people online. Both of you, what do your characters think about Jester's possible relationship with the gentleman? Like uh, our characters or us? What do your characters think about? I don't uh, understand what any of that. Because uh, again, a hierarchy <laughs> that he may not be. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. He's he's kind of cognizant that maybe like I don't think he really entirely understands the gravity of it. Yeah, that's cool, man. You get to know your dad. Uh, yeah, I mean it's pretty soon to understand what the fallout of that's going to be. I'm so excited. I think Caleb thinks that all of the nine, except for Jester, are kind of fucked up and kind of. Uh, Problematic in their own ways, and now Jester is one of us more so. Even no, I mean, she was one of the nine for sure, but like that's that's complicated. Yeah, that's complicated. Interesting. 
yeah, no, he's he's just of the opinion that's probably great. I he has a pretty positive relationship with his family. Family's a good thing. Yeah, it's not doesn't have a lot of complicated thoughts on the on the subject. Okay, it's either really bad or will come with really connections, really good connections. I'm excited. Caleb thinks. Yeah. How old is Caduceus? Um, ish. In 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 like in theoretical terms or in actual years? Yeah, both of those things. I believe fifty, if I recall, is what we we agreed. Fifty ish. He doesn't really know, but he's definitely like early twenties. Early twenties for. For aging process, for right, in dog years, but but like also for but he's literally grown up in a monastery, so there's not like it's not really right. His early twenties is not necessarily somebody else's early. Sure, 20s. sure, 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 sure. Kind of yeah. like your early twenties. Boy, my early twenties. Thankfully, <laughs> the world would not survive other people's. Well, <laughs> we're gonna give away some free shit real we fast. Some fresh it. We have some fresh, fresh it. Uh, our first giveaway tonight is honoring your epic gift-making skills. It's time oh, no. for GIF of the Week. GIF of the Week. GIF of the Week. I'm clapping. Our winner for episode 33 of Campaign 2 was sent in by Robin Griffin at Rabology. Let's take a look. This one's fantastic. Uh oh. <laughs> Play it again. Let's see it again. <laughs> this is why I say this show is like the best theater rehearsal ever oh, because yes. it is both fuckery and then instantly in it and then fuckery again. Yep. <laughs> Hair's breath away from each other. Yep. Uh, congrats to you, Robin. You have won this CR Retro Tee. Softest clothes in the world. Sorry, Steve, I thought you went over there. I'll never do that again. Brian, on the on the screen, your eyes are, are so blue. dune levels of yeah. blue on the screen. Have are you, you spicing? You spicing? You look like you've been spicing. <laughs> You tell us if you were spicy. Now, I'm not familiar with a lot of different types of narcotics. Is spice the synthetic marijuana that's most prevalent in New Mexico and El Paso right Have now? Have you ever stuck your finger in a gom jabar? Um, in a gom jabar? Yeah. I it's different than Eldabars. I feel like I would remember. I did have some dates with some gom jabars. <laughs> Max. Didn't get to third base. Change your clothes. It's not that he smells. He reeks. Our next question. Brian I'm kidding. Wow. I can't smell him from this far away. Liam. Throw something at him. We're all a little saucy tonight. Oh, that shirt has increased in value because Max used it as a hostile gesture. 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 Hostile gesture. Hostile gesture. Okay. Liam. Yes. I have to keep looking over my shoulder now because I'm expecting. Uh, Liam, sad cypress. Aww. Oh, we don't like our trees to be sad. Caleb is being very specifically protective of Jester on this leg of the journey, looking out for her and watching her closely. Can you talk about what's motivating that? Um, part of it is I, that I they're... that a little bit, yeah. Sure. Sure, part of it's that they're out of the Empire right now. And uh, that that Sauron eye feels a little more distant, so he's able to try to befriend these people. I feel like I, that 
guy, it's rough with Caduceus because you've just joined, but I feel like uh-huh. in this last episode he was able to find a moment with Four to try to reestablish friendship again. Bo and Caleb had kind of a bump in the road in comparison to past weeks. Mm. Um, but I mean, there's no question that like the thing that made Caleb uh, apprehensive about Jester upon first meeting her, which is like, sure, she's funny and uh, a big personality. She needs a big couch because she's a big personality is also great. I mean, if like you have no problems and you're not running from terrible things and you're not weighed down by the your, your past, like Jester would be great to hang out with. And, and it's related to my past answers, which is like, you would be so much, it would be so good to be like close friends with you and have fun with you if I didn't have to also consider leaving you to die mm. if the situation calls for it. Yeah. Um, There's so. only so far you can go with the person if you have that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It's a lot of person to have with you too. Like, yes, yeah, it's it a is. great, yeah, it's not always the same friend you want to go drinking with as you want to run from the cops with. Jester yeah. is like a Christopher Durang character. Uh, playwright. Um, yeah. She is a lot of personality and with many things like the ocean, like with many things, he's constantly thinking like, ah, we shouldn't have to worry about everything else, but I do. Yeah. But it's nice to be be with her. Mm-hmm. She's fun to be around. Can still enjoy those moments. Yeah. And, and, and I think like he sees chances to help people. He's irredeemable and he can't go all the way and do everything for other people, but he'd, he'd like to be helpful if he can. He, he can only go so far because he, from his point of view, he's got things that he's going to do. But if he can do things that are helpful to people, and he's done it before, if he can do things that are helpful to people that are easy and don't break his game, he wants to do those things. In his mind, he's irredeemable. Yeah. It, in that's different than Liam's mind. I, I totally Caleb's understand that, mind. and that's my that's my next question: is Do you guys believe that any characters are irredeemable? I've already tried. I failed. I don't know. <laughs> you failed hard. I failed you hard. Failed pretty hard. I, I attempted to play that game and failed. Why? Why? Because you. Why? I tried to make an irredeemable, uh, irredeemable character who was, other than like just creating an outright caricature. I mean, like anybody can make a caricature. You can make, um, you know, Mr. Mc, Mc, you know, kicks dogs. You know, you can just walk around and kick. You can, you can make, you can make something that's not real and is, and is just kind of a bullshit exercise in the notion of of. Of the, you know, the, it's what is it? It's the, it's the evil giraffe. It's yeah. just, it's, I'm going to eat all these leaves. You know, and you can. You, you can you can you can make a big mustache twirling villain, but and sure that's not irredeemable. That's not a real person, though. Yeah, yeah. There aren't. I've I, I've met really shitty. I've met some really shitty people, and none of them are evil giraffes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Adolf Hitler was not an evil giraffe. I yeah. mean, I I, I I don't know the answer to this question, and I wonder like if you put a, a Adolf at the center of its own story, like if you got to know what the things that he was afraid of and and was trying to do, like. Could you not excuse what he did? Because no one can excuse what he did. But can you like feel bad for the sad wretch of a shit that he was? I don't know. Pity, pity is easy, but I think if, if a character's any, every, if, as long as you have a character who's trying to move towards something, mm-hmm. which is the point of a game like the, of a character like these, right? Is like I don't know if you can make a character who's going to move in that direction. I who or you probably I mean like I wouldn't know how to make a character who's moving towards redemption, 
who on some level can't be redeemed just by the act of moving Isn't it irredeemable character sort of boring? Isn't it a one-dimensional? I mean, they're fun in my for mind, 20 minutes. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in my, it, because pure, Pete's Dragon. pure evil, it, Pete's Dragon, okay, great example. Yeah. Pure evil is uh, without any hope for redemption, in my mind, unrelatable. And what makes a good villain a good villain is, is Having at least an understanding, you don't have to agree with their point of view. Thanos in, in Infinity War spoilers is a great example of that, where you go like, I kind of see what he's talking about. It's totally fucked up. I'm gonna go, yeah. I'm gonna go theater nerd, but Aaron in Titus Andronicus. Okay, yeah, another uh, great is example. Literally, I mean, like Shakespeare's original. I, you know, I've done thy mother. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, is. Utterly irredeemed, utterly irredeemed. I mean, like he only has one redeemable act in the entire play, which is the "I will, you know, I'll confess if you spare my son." That is like the, yeah. that is the and everything he else, everything else he does in the play for the entire time is literally just like, "Oh, look, a puppy, let's kill it!" Yeah. Like every fucking thing. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely intended for for Caleb, if we can make it more specific sure. again, to. To have the chance for some kind of redemption, I don't know what what I want his what his story is going to be. But I knew that I wouldn't want to play him, and I don't think people would want to watch him if he didn't have the ability to step into the light or yeah. or live with what he did or or succeed in his harebrained idea that he has, because that's a really roundabout, crazy way to try to clean his slate. Sure, um, I, I wouldn't want to play a one-note character. Um, I don't think you're capable of it. And, and I'm, en I'm enjoying, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this story, but I think it's very possible that he could get like 99 out of 100 uh, steps of the way to getting redemption and then fucking it up at the, at the very last sure. second. And I want that open. Yeah. Because I love the unsure, the, you know, the, the uncertainty of it. And like, yeah, there's such a thing as an as an evil campaign, which is a thing that that it, and it and is fun and can work and is definitely a thing. But the, I mean, like, the rules for that kind of gameplay and the, those kind of characters are so. I mean, you're not if you're not looking for redemption, and, who cares? And that's not what what I, I don't no. think what Caleb is like. I no. think he wishes that he could make he he wishes Only that he could make things right, as as. S small a chance that yeah. is, but the desire to to, na to land it is there. He, he's he's a villain only in his head, which is the hardest yeah, place to, yeah. which is which is really the hardest fight of all for a character yeah. like that yeah, is to yeah, get yeah. that out of you. My desire to land you is there. Bam, guys, <laughs> son, you just won. <laughs> Let's give out some free shit. <laughs> in a minute, um, <laughs> we'll get there. Way to bring that around. Creative director um, is just hiding in the palm of her hand. Right yeah. <laughs> Yep. I uh, thanks for following me along that bunny trail. That I wanted fun. to explore that. Uh, Kyle with an N, who we got to meet at Gen Con. Is Nile. A, is that a kiln? It's Nile. It's Nile. It's, it's Nile. Kyle with an N. Oh, it's Nile. Right. Yep. Uh, are you worried about the party's relationship with the gentleman after Jester's questions about his identity and affiliation with the Ruby of the Sea? Do you think the Mighty Nine is in any sort of danger? Could be. I think so, Danny. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, now that I, I hadn't even thought about it. That is something that he clearly wanted to stay buried, right. and this is going to be some shit. <laughs> I'm worried for you guys. Your, your kin, man. Yeah, I'm very worried. What do you think Ophelia is going to feel about all that? Oh, I don't think Ophelia is actually into the gentleman. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So. I don't think. Mm -hmm. I don't. I think that she's. I think she's like playing that game because it gets her what she wants. I don't think she actually 
is into it. I mean, yeah. Uh, um, it could go anywhere. <clears throat> it could go anywhere. There's I even so many about options. It. Yeah. Chief, uh, let's go back to Danny Cam for a second. Danny's new show premiering on Critical World Network, Between Two Ladders. <laughs> it's a great aesthetic. Max and Marisha, did you guys just see a ghost? Yeah, why are you guys tripping out over there? Oh, you oh, oh, there it is. Son of a bitch! Hey, literally just knocked trying to that take my shot. Adrian. Stay out of it's, my camera. It's Vecna. He's immortal. He's just been flying around this studio for months. Yeah, that's true. Talison, yeah. <laughs> artist someday, has always asked great questions. Why would Caduceus be more interested in the architecture of the lighthouse rather than the glorious view of the natural setting that the Wild Mother protects? Um, he, A, I love watching you swipe at a very expensive iPad at a fly. Yeah, that made me really happy. I stole this from um, Best Buy. <laughs> I mean, like, not to say that he'd seen the view, although he did see the view. Um, but it's a great show. It's, it's a great show. Um, it was that was a mystery, and that uh, he's he's looking for specific things, and he's on he's searching he is searching for some level of illumination, and that lighthouse f called to him. I have no better way of putting it other mm -hmm. than like the, the view was lovely, and I'm sure he could have gotten distracted, but but the lighthouse. The lighthouse was his mission, and he was very yeah. once once. And if he's unfocused on something like that, he's focused on it. It's very hard to distract him. Mm. And he was really. Um, I mean, I, I I will say he didn't get nearly as much out of the lighthouse as he wanted. And if he had been invited to stay, he would have stayed longer. Wow. Uh, but he he wanted to know more, and still wants to know more very badly. Wow. Is it? Uh, it's likely that the lighthouse is a physical manifestation of that God's will. Mm-hmm. So. Well, yeah. and then there was the conversation about the dawn, uh, about the dawn father as well, mm -hmm. or the uh, no, the uh, um, um, oh God, my brain is entirely Swiss cheese. But yeah, that 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 whole that whole notion kind of came to him, and I was kind of curious of, in, into exploring that. Yeah. Of what, why that lighthouse is there, what it what it means. Right, but the Dawnfather occasionally gets inside another giant statue and they get it on. That would be hot, but... So that's something you've got to understand. Is that true? Yes. Can I find that on Tumblr? I'll write it for you. Thank you. <laughs> Soon to be in the art book, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Is yeah. it really? What uh, page, so I can start getting no, excited? No, I actually, I wrote a whole thing about the... I, I wrote a, a chunk of lore about the Wild Mother completely off topic uh, in, the, in the art book. There's in a, the new art book. In the new art book. Or new baby. So I've been thinking a lot about the nature of some of these gods and how they interact. So it kind of a, a little bit of that leaked in the Caduceus at that point of Ooh, kind that's of that's amazing. What I've been writing or writing around. So Talison, an incredible writer. For those of you who don't know, I know most of the letters, a few of the vowels. <laughs> I do okay. Yep. Um, uh, in the years that Talison and I knew each other before Dungeons and Dragons, mm -hmm. we were more work colleagues. Yeah. Really, we're friends now, but we were more work colleagues. And I would look at scripts that Talison wrote Aww. for anime dubs, and I'd be like, "Would they?" Get fucking Baudelaire oh, for this whoa. anime dub? Yeah, Holy shit. You. you did so much work you didn't need to do. It's I really know. good. I had a problem. Yep. <laughs> it was not healthy. We yep. discussed some of Talison's writing on Between the Sheets, mm. which airs September 17th. <laughs> Liam. Don't you uh, plug <laughs> My skills are improving. Liam, yeah. rescue us from that shameless plug. Uh, Tom, Tom Axe Hole. 
Pinto Max. Caleb was pretty annoyed yep. with Ford and BO's wizard tower shenanigans. Does he not have any curiosity about it or just wanted the group to stay on target, stay on target? Well, I mean, I mean a wizard's tower, of course, is very interesting to Caleb, but there's a couple of things you want to do before you raid it. The first is probably to ask somebody what that is. What is that? Whose is that? What's that? What is that? That's the dreaded tower of go fuck yourself. The second right there. thing is, I'm getting the finger from Ray off camera. Double, double fingers. The second thing is to watch it for a few days. Third thing is, wait for the sun to go down. Don't try to parkour up the side of it in broad daylight, not knowing who lives there, what it is, to what to do. Fair, I, they did ask what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And they do how know much, who lives how there. How much info did they get? That's Snarxis the I malevolent. Let's climb it! <laughs> They did Molly at least. Totally uh, they, they did one of the things you suggested. <laughs> Listen, everyone in this campaign and every D and D campaign uh, takes turns going. I don't know. Fuck it. This is fun. Yeah. Which is what I believe is what happened there. But like Caleb got uh, uh, um, scolded in the past for for doing things on the fly, things that could endanger the group, things that didn't make sense. I don't think it's a lot of sense in trying to, you know, kick jump your way up the side of a magical shifting tower in broad daylight in a town you just rolled up into. Yeah, I Mo think. Molly would have been all about that tower. Just saying. <laughs> sure, sure. It's what he would have wanted. Caleb, <laughs> Caleb went, that is interesting. I'll see you later. Oh yeah, no, come we're, on, we're coming back yeah, to that. We'll come we're back. coming back to that. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's just fun to hop the fence to say that you could. I know, I know, <laughs> I know it. We know it, we know it. We know those Kentucky we know you, tricks. We know you could hop that fence. Look, sometimes I'll be the slapdick idiot and you'll rein me in, and sometimes we'll trade hats. We were waiting for you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So we let's, time so let's jump up and urinate on the side of Fort Knox while we wait for our friends, because that's what you do. Stop talking about me. Should I go and have Marisha sit here and just like talk about this last episode since she wasn't able to. Started it. <laughs> what happened? Why does it have to be a problem? They made a fun but tactically unwise decision. That's and true. Caleb gave him the finger. Well, what's a big deal? It's DD. This is DD, is what you do. It is, it is, we, it is. We all want a new carpet. <laughs> we all want a new carpet. That's what this really boils down to. Yes. People want carpets. Uh, before we go. Uh, before we go any further off the rails than we yes. did it by 701, our been huh on the rails? No, this no, 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 no. That is not our brand. What are rails? Yeah, yeah. Rails are guidelines, and we don't follow guidelines very well. Um, we're gonna give away some more free shit before we have to go uh, for fan art of the week. Fan art of the week. Fresh shit for fan art. Yeah. Art dad. Ting. Ting. There's art dad for you. This week's fan art winner for episode 33 was sent in by Day at Zomgaday. Zomgaday. That artist has done a lot of art. Zomgaday. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah, Zomgaday. Let's take a look. Yeah. Woohoo! Mm. Woo Damn. There was a lot of debate about whether or not this uh, art was. Too sexy, not sexy enough. What's not? What's, but what's it's too sexy? So I don't really know. That's a term yeah. that somebody brought up in the office, and I'm like, 
It's a weird. I don't, I don't know what that means. Handsome piece of art. That's a beautiful piece mm -hmm. of art um, and an amazing character. Mm -hmm. I want. I should ask Crit Roll Stats how many NPCs Matt's up to now in this campaign. How many we've amassed because she was, was so endearing. Yeah. yeah. So endearing. Completely. Um, thanks everyone who submitted. Congrats to you. You have won this. Mahogany Dice Tower system featuring Euphorus cartography by Devin Brew, who we were just talking about earlier. This is amazing. It has the strap it's of the destiny. Strap. Is it a bear strap? What am I? Oh, flame strap. Flame. It's flame a flame strap. Flame strap um, was my nickname in college. We have this wonderful dice tower system. There's a dice vault in there. There's this tray, which is, has beautiful leather and all the wonderful things. Thank you to our friends at Wormwood. Make sure to check them out at Wormwood Gaming or wormwoodgaming.com. Make sure to submit your GIF and fan art to submit at toxmockingly.com. Rules for our contests are available on our wonderful website at critroll.com. I have to take a second and give a shout out to the incredible Rachel Romero, who manages our website and everything that ends up on there and goes over. She she sits there and thinks, what are the questions people are gonna ask? Mm. I'm gonna answer all of those that I can in this post before it even goes out. She doesn't get enough love, but she gets it from me tonight. She's pretty great. Don't She's ask for great. anything ever again. That's all you get, Rachel. Talison. Yes. Yeah. It's soon. It's Hoon asks, I think this is short for it's high noon. It's Hoon asks, Deuce's chill demeanor is a wonderful addition to the composition of the Mighty Nine. Even with his biggest concerns, like the decay of his home forest, he seems strangely calm. Does he train himself to not show strong emotions like anger, sadness, and fear, or is that just the way he is? Um, well, there's not been a lot to make him angry, angry sad, or afraid of yet, which, mm. to be fair, is, is part of an interesting conversation. Um, he is... Uh, he is very even keel. He is a believer in even keel. He's also, he, he's also, it's not that he's showing emotion, it's just that he's having an awful lot of, he has a lot of very quiet and very personal delight. He's a big fan of quiet and personal delight. He is, he is happy to sit and just feel a feeling and not necessarily do anything beyond that. Uh, he is not a character, he's not a creature of heavy desire. He doesn't have a lot of things he wants. Um, and so he's not missing a lot. Interesting, yeah. Um, He's, uh, Does he have a bucket list? He wouldn't know what a bucket list is. Well, that's a term that's in our world. But like, attempting to explain a series of things that you would want to do before you die would be to him like, that's strange. Hmm. Like, he would, he would definitely be like, he would, it's never occurred to him to, if, if something hadn't gone wrong in his home, he probably would have never left it. Wow. Like, he's very, he's very much a hobbit in that way, except a little less afraid of the outside world and more just, um, I'm sure it's great. Yeah, he's but I'm here. Never seen a traveling companion speared to the chest. No, but he's. I mean, like he's been living in a haunted forest his whole life. He is. Right. He has had to deal with wild animal attacks. He's had right. criminals try and rob the 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 the, the right. shrine. I mean, he he has seen violence. He's also he is very comfortable with the, the with the nat with the nature of violence. Violence is very natural. He. I mean, he kind of pointed that as one of his big things. Is like violence is. 
if we wiped all people off the earth, the violence would still be here. Right. It's, yeah, National Geographic. Sense. Yeah, in the National exactly. Geographic sense, and and he's he's okay with his place in that. But I think I'm really excited to see what happens if he gets angry or afraid or or uh, is put in a place of real peril for himself or or his companions. I don't know how he'll react yet. So, mm. uh, yeah, he's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I would say that to say the least. Yeah. Um, Liam, last two weeks ago, you ran a one shot, your yeah. third. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Violet, fourth. oh, your fourth? fourth? Wait, oh, yeah, because there was the Liam way back in the weirdness, day. Weirdness part one and two, yep. and the screw job, which was a clasp story, uh -huh. and now wolves. Yeah. Um, Violet Peck sent in a great question. How was it killing Marisha, Matt, and Taliesin in the one shot without them being there? <clears throat> well, it's something I try to do every game I run. Mm. Um, I was entertained by the fact that nobody playing the game really picked up on it. The audience picked up right away. Mm. Um, also wasn't expecting Marisha's alter ego to die as disgustingly. Uh, I figured someone would throw some magic up at her or pull her down and stick a sword through her, but, but no. Eric Luttrell decided as her wolf to just chuck her off the side of a mausoleum, and I thought, oh, well, naturally Fair. she falls on this, the iron rot fence. Yep, naturally. She, she, she just, exactly. And then, uh, then the good cleric tried to finish the job kindly, like putting an animal down, except he didn't finish the job, and then he walked away. Yeah. So, it didn't really go well for that woman. Oh. Ray was her name. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I'm sure she died like 20 minutes later. It's fine. Oh god. Oh wow. <clears throat> well, that was a that was a great one shot. We had fun. And the little minis and all the mm -hmm. great oh, TJ. Man. Everybody was fantastic. Man, I spent a lot of time. Fuck. Following in Matt's footsteps and putting together my little maps. Mm -hmm. The maps look great. Yeah. I gotta start working on my next one. So Shit. much fun. You do. I have an idea for one, but I think I, th I don't think I'm next. So I think I have a little no, bit of time. We want Bailey to Bailey's do it next. To do yeah, Bailey's and then, next. And then I think I got a really fun idea. So that's good. It's gonna be so terrible. When Talison says he has a fun idea, it's gonna be so bad. It's time to get lubricated. Zip. There are no vampires. There are no vampires. Not in this one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there lubricant? Could there? Could be. Ah, uh, technically yes. I mean, I'm always down for vampires. Yeah. It's a vampire weekend. Oh boy. That's all the time we have for tonight, folks. <laughs> Stick around for Fast Times at Talks Mocking After Dark High. I would like to thank my guests, Liam Tallison and uninvited guest Marisha Ray, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Critical Role episode 34 airs this week. Until then, as always, don't forget to love each other and don't worry, it's almost Thursday. Oh my god. We're back. Why am I sitting like this? Why are you sitting like that? Because <laughs> I'm trying to get lucky. <laughs> trying to get lucky. Uh, I can see your cord. <laughs> well, okay. That got weird. You just that got weird. You left your cord say out. It, dude. People now know what we do in between the regular show and the after we after show. Each other's cords. That was overt. Yeah. Welcome to mm. Talks Mocking After Dark, where we answer questions mm. from the Alfox chat, beginning with a question from Technicolor Grayscale. Technicolor Grayscale. Now this has some okay. this has some spoilers in it. Like so remember. if you're not caught up, uh, Talison, how do you think Molly and Caduceus would get along? Um, I think they get along pretty well. They have, I mean, to be fair, they have a lot in common. Um, 
I started finishing up uh, um, Molly's playlist this week, and a lot of the stuff that got cut just ended up in the Caduceus playlist, which was kind oh, of cool. kind of surprising. <laughs> they, I mean, anybody who's worked at Renfair knows that both those people are at Renfair. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's true. They would have gotten along fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think pretty well. Um, for both of you from the Toad, do you prefer bearded Foster or beardless Foster? Bearded. I prefer both bearded Foster and Regal. Oh yeah, Definitely I love. Bearded. You like bearded oh, Sam very, too? Much better. Sam bearded is is sex on a stick. For me, I don't even ever know. Do you know what's funny is I found a picture uh, from New York Comic Con three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, in which I was just a you know useless uh, NPC at that time, but I was there when we were in the lobby. The panel was in the lobby, and they had a roped-off thing, and they could maybe seat 30 people in there, and that's as many as we were there. You had a goatee. I did. I occasionally have a goatee. That does happen. You I did that for the vampire game as well. You had a goatee. I do that on occasion. Yeah. Uh, wow. Con boyfriend is the best boyfriend, brother. That's how we judge any of our friends' significant others, is how they, how they act at a con. That's a big deal. My first Comic-Con was a goddamn disaster. I got so trashed. I, this is a true, this isn't one of my joke stories. First Comic-Con I went to, um, I rode down there with Troy Baker, and he was like, just don't embarrass me, whatever oh, you no. do. And I was like, what, what, kid, what, what kind of a statement? <sighs> the last night of Comic-Con, <laughs> the last night of Comic-Con, everybody had left me except for my friend Derek Waters, who does Drunk History, and we got pretty tossed. I I peed in a parking garage on the way back to the hotel and the cops came after me and Ashley was yelling at the top of the parking garage, get out of there, the cops are coming. I'm like, it's gonna be another 20 or 30 seconds. I have been drinking since yesterday. And uh, on the ride home there was a lot of, okay, no more code red cons for me, and now I now I play it cool. How many shenanigans one can get into it, especially San Diego Comic Con. Well, they give out booze for free, so like a bunch of idiots. So many things can happen. Keep it together. I know. <laughs> K I T. Keep it together. Keep it together. Keep it together. You with a beard look very like Deadwood, mm-hmm. dignified, Ooh. old west. You without a beard is like silk shirt selling fake Rolexes on the street. I, 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 that I kinda, is so accurate. And I kind of I used to have a book of all the different presidential beards, and I kind of want to take you through that. Like I want to do like the. <laughs> I like, could try like, a bunch of different stuff. My beard grows really a lot fast. For you. Yeah. yeah. The, in two weeks, it'll be out here. I mean, it's I mean, like, like a Uber chops, or like just like removing. Like, you know, there's a lot. We, I mean, there's so many options. Yeah, somebody told me on Twitter. They said, uh, "You with a beard looks like an extra from Vikings, uh, the show Vikings." Sure, you're not nearly Australian enough if for they that. Were for sure, an yeah. asshole. Um, the beard happened because on this very program, mm-hmm. Laura Bailey said in one of our really early episodes, said you should grow the beard out because you don't look good without it. <laughs> and she had seen me with the beard a few years before, and I, I literally the next day I started growing out my beard, and I've yeah. kept one since then because I'm terrified of her digs, man. Yes, she's, she's she cuts she's deep. Yeah. Yeah, effortless cuts. And I've gotten like push beard oil on you, which is also made oh, me very I, happy. I, I a lot of beard that, polishers. I use that too. You introduced that to me as well. I use that too, and I told okay. our glorious friend uh, Missy Dawn about it mm-hmm. because she does makeup and stuff. And she's it, it, my beard's just smelled oh, yeah. so wonderful mm-hmm. from that stuff you told me about. Uh, it's called the Best Damn Beard Oil. Yeah. If you guys want to Google it, yeah, that's what we use. It's a big improvement on corned beef. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, 
it goes great with cabbage. Guys, asbestos, as, oh no, this is, this is asbestos. Asbestos. Asbestos, uh, clever. If you guys had the dodecahedron in real life, sure. what would you use its power on? Everything. Uh, I mean, uh, selfish ends. I need I need so many things to go right. I want so many more things. I just I, I could definitely I have a whole series of things I could just. Can it bring people back to life? Not that we know of. Can we get unlimited dodecahedron wishes? Yeah. Can I? Can That's I? A great can I wish for more dodecahedrons? It's a, it's a very reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Like I guess you would take it right. It just makes one thing in your day go a lean towards better luck. So like a job interview mm-hmm. or uh, audition. A, an audition, oh. a date. A date. Yeah. Um, Every audition ever. Yeah. Yeah. Do I have to roll for each individual audition, or can I just like have a general roll for all the auditions? I'll I think it's per studio. Oh, what, what if that one roll's really bad? I mean, that's life already. Yeah, I that mean, is nothing. Life. Just I like, know. I do not want one roll for every audition. That would be awful. Everything I recorded on Sunday, I was just like, "Well, that's happening." No, <laughs> I think it's. I think <laughs> I it's a single. Like that. It's a, a single audition. Not going to be in. It's <laughs> not three not auditions at one location. It's just, just one, one audition. audition yeah, single one up. Yep. Yep. Lord. Um, Kelsey Dan Dom asks, Brian, why don't you open with bits anymore for talks? Okay, so we get this question every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We did the cold open gags. Uh, now, here's the thing. Max works really hard on... That's his other job. At his other Sorry. job. Mm-hmm. And then by the time he gets here, <laughs> no, he works really hard on the what we call the drop cam, which is the 15 minutes that you guys get to see before talks goes you. live. Uh, 100% of all of the amazing drop cam stuff that we've had uh, is Max. Yep. And I'm saying this on Alpha, not the Twix show, because... Oh, yeah, no, he's um, responsible for all the I, lovely I pyramid that out again. largely to taking other people out of the equation. Is yes. that right, Max? You're solely in control of what's happening? Absolutely, Absolutely yeah. he says. Um, the opening bits were fun. We did it for a long time. There were nights where it was 30 seconds till the show started. We had no idea what we were gonna do. Mainly, the mainly it came down to our opening intros a little bit longer, and we just wanted to get more time for fun and shenanigans and for uh, questions and goddamn announcements. <laughs> oh my god, so many announcements tonight. Um, but so much good stuff happening. So yeah, it was just one of those things that we cut when we came to the new studio because we wanted to just get right into the madness and we knew we were still gonna have fun and silly shit would happen, but I know there's not as many gifable things, but it was. A lot of that energy is gonna be going to other shows too. It is. I mean like, I mean not to like, but like, yeah, we're, we're spreading, we're no longer hyper-focused on one thing, we're now hyper-focused exactly. yeah. on six. Spinning a lot of plates. There's gonna yeah. be so much gif coming out of all work, no play. Speaking of though, no. speaking of, a question about that, a yeah. question about that from CD88. Liam, with the change of all work, no play from an audio only podcast to a film series, <laughs> right. how do you think the feel of the show will be affected by the fact that you and Sam now have to wear pants? Gosh, well, I'll tell you, we had to grapple with that very fact yesterday for the first time. Yes. I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it. it. It's definitely a lot of fun to do. I saw some things last week, man. I saw some things. Some things were seen. There were some pictures put yeah. in on the slides. There are some pictures so that, that, guys, you will never see. Oh my God. That we have seen. Um, we can never unsee. That we I was there two feet away. Um, <laughs> the great thing about, and I'm not giving anything away, but the great thing about this show is it keeps, it keeps what you loved about the podcast mm-hmm. and it adds a whole other element to it yeah. that 
that adventures that yeah, makes the fun it. Fun we've done has been taken care of, mm -hmm. um, and we're back talking together in an intimate setting. And I, I will confess that Sam and I sat down together yesterday to tackle for the first time that leg of the journey. And for like 10 minutes, we're like, what are we doing? Uh, that we're no longer in a small sweat box, but it quickly became the same uh, shithead party that it always was. So. It was. I sat in on some of that yesterday and I went, yeah. this is just like the podcast, mm -hmm. except now we get to watch you guys. Watch our discomfort watch instead of listening to it. discomfort, yeah. I'm also excited that keener, keener viewers will, will get a better sense of exactly how long it takes to go from like start to finish with like producing a show, because yeah. this is how long it took us to make a show. Yeah, we didn't just point an iPhone camera at yeah. some stuff and then post it. Like, right. We're, 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 we're going the full whole hog. Steve brought four iPhone cameras yeah, that four. day, yeah, and we used all of them. Yeah. <laughs> iPhone 5s. One iPhone of fives. them was an iPhone 5. Yeah. Oh, one iPhone 5. Mm. Maybe they'll send us a bunch of iPhone 5s for making sure you, oh, it's on Alpha. Hey, guys, uh, another question. Disco49, are you aware that Caleb and Caduceus can talk to Nugget? Um, I know. Sylvan, yeah. Oh, N Nugget speaks Sylvan? Sylvan, because he is Sylvan. Yeah. He's, he's a fake creature. Mm -hmm. Oh, that hadn't occurred to me. Although yeah. I was going to talk to him anyway because I talked to things. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Caleb's more of a cat person. That's fair. So... I have a question about that, actually. Yeah? Please, Danny. I have a question about Caleb being a cat person. Yeah, Danny? Was Caleb... Oh, God, I nearly died. She's was getting Caleb choked up already. a cat person before Frumpkin? Or, and is that, and if he was, was that why Frumpkin first appeared to Caleb as a cat? Which frumpkin? The frumpkin that the the fey frumpkin. A, a fey frumpkin. Because you said that you because you said that the whenever you first met frumpkin or you first summoned frumpkin that frumpkin appeared him. to you as a cat. Yes. And so I'm curious if Caleb was a cat person before frumpkin and if that might be why. Uh, no, he specifically summoned a cat because he is a cat person. Okay. He was a cat person. He had a lady cat named Frumpkin. Will you address her directly, please? No, no, <laughs> I will not do that. Um, Chief, can we get a side by side or something that makes it look like Liam's actually address? Well, there is a goddamn camera in the way. There we go. Yeah. Well, that's there we go. So, Good lord. So he was a little boy and he had a, a lady cat named Frumpkin, mm -hmm. so we're real, two real people in real space, mm -hmm. uh, was very fond of her. Mm -hmm. um, she slept in his bed, Aww. she cuddled, she was one of those easy cats that you could just kind of drape Did over your shoulder. Her? Of course. Yes. He, just like he, he scarfs Faye he Frumpkin now. Frumpkin. So yeah, he was, he was uh, intentionally trying to magic up a little bit of the pa uh, past that he so um, uh, unfortunately destroyed. Oh no. Yeah. I was just curious, because I remembered you talking about uh, the fey cat and how he had come to you as a cat. Yeah. And that was like why you always make sure to like make him a cat again. So I was just wondering if did which came first, the cat love or the cat? Well, Liam's speaking. I don't know if it's wishful thinking about Frumpkin wanting to be a cat or if it's a sense he gets from Frumpkin or or but it doesn't matter because Caleb wants him to be a cat. <laughs> so that's what it is. Um I know I'm gonna get messages now telling me to stop oppressing Frumpkin because he really wants to be an octopus, but. Oh no. You know. I think that Frumpkin is really good as a cat. Okay, I do too, because he's a cat. He's a cat. All right, I'm going back in my spot. Okay, bye. Right. Thanks for answering my question. Hi <laughs> guys. Oh, oh. Oh, hey man. <laughs> How'd it go over there? Uh, how, what level of uh, pickle we did you get just to? Just checking our, I was playing Candy Stripe, Candy <laughs> cr 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 Captain, 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 Captain Crush. Crush. 
mm -hmm. Captain Crush. I am totally fine outside of my financial and contractual obligations. I'm totally fine with After Dark just being Liam sitting next to Danny <laughs> and answering all of her questions because right. Danny was uh, all of us yeah. in that moment. Just <laughs> tell me cats. everything, sir. <laughs> to know all of the things about the cat. Mm. All of our characters should have pets, like my, like Strawberry Shortcake characters. Oh my That's god, yes! Doing. Liam's real frumpkin was not a Bengal. Real, real frumpkin was a Siamese cat. Oh! Have you have you posted any pictures of real frumpkin? Do you have any? Oh my god, somewhere in New Jersey, in my home in Weehawk yeah. in New Jersey, there are still pictures of frumpkin. I'll try to find them when we go to New York. Oh I'm, yeah. I gotta go to my house while oh, we're yeah. there. Good, that'll mm -hmm. be fun. I am so excited for New York. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited. So excited, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna get to see my girlfriend for about three minutes, and then mm -hmm. she's leaving the country. Yeah, bummer. She's like not gonna be. Like a recorded message that she leaves you, or it's gonna be like a hologram. Ooh, yeah, pretty much. Like Princess Leia. Man, it'll yeah. be real good when you guys live in the same city. Yeah, that that will be nice. Yeah, that will be very nice. It's coming. I will enjoy it. She will tolerate it as usual. Um, thank you guys for joining me. This was great. We we're off last week. It felt weird. Mm -hmm. yeah. Felt weird. But I was editing uh, between the sheets and shooting some stuff and hanging out, and we were. Uh, I was crawling home from Nevada. You were crawling home from the crawling desert lands. The desert yeah, lands. you guys really. You guys went. You guys went all out this it year. It was a very good year. Do you come back refreshed, or do you come back exhausted, or do you come back both? Both. Yeah. It's very exhausting. It's yeah. It's, it's like taking a week off to go play with the Merchant Marines, but it's it's yeah. Good. It's like climbing Everest, right? Yeah, it's a hard hurts. climb, but but glorious. Very glorious. Yeah. I have no experience of either Burning Man or Everest. Really? You never I, been to I Everest? have assembled a child's IKEA desk, though. Oh, that's the same shit. Hmm? At the end, you're like, I, this happened. Hmm. It's beautiful. You better learn to draw on this, you goddamn ungrateful. <laughs> 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 yep. Oh, boy. Well, guys, thank you, as always, for submitting questions. Uh, oh, damn it. One of these days, I'm going to get him. He's not going to be paying attention. He's gonna be oh, back no. there. No, that makes you look like David Duchovny. Oh, Go God. back, wow. get it back. Wait, turn, turn, Tilt turn, your nose. Oh, no. Tilt it. Am I in the right way? No, no, fix, no, other, other way. way. Down, down, down. Stop moving, Brian. <laughs> David oh, Duchovny. God. David Duchovny. Oh, God. Or is it Bradley Cooper? Or is yeah, it? Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Woo! Oh, God. I that can't really do it. David Duchovny impression. Or the guy in seven impression. who had to strap a knife to his wing wang. Yep, that's it. That is some nightmare fuel right there. Well, guys, as always, is it still on me? Nope. No, you're clear. Are you sure? There now it is. Yep. Yeah. Well, guys, we you love you. That's Someone. the guy from Seven. That's who that is. I'm the guy from Seven. On behalf of all of us here at Seven. <laughs> I'm the guy from Seven. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. It's not on me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you Thursday night for Critical Role. Oh, man. Tomorrow, a brand new episode of, uh, is this right? Tomorrow? Wednesday? Handbooker helper. Handbooker, oh, yeah. ha handfooker heifer, mm -hmm. as we learned oh, in the yeah. State of the World video. Is out tomorrow. We love you. Good night. I'm going to go home and watch Bachelor in Paradise finale. Good yeah, night. That's tonight? It's tonight. Ooh. I have so 20 people waiting at my house going, Are you done with that stupid nerd show so we can watch <laughs> the stupid <laughs> other show? Good night, everyone. I'll be the wherever you are. Later. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? 
it's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brand Spark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated.